For all of you who listen to Mackie's Second Floor Studios presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 54! Woo! And my word, it is quite the episode. Sure. It's been quite the (laughs) intro so far that uh, hasn't been recorded, but we've been having a great time. We've been having a fantastic time. Probably the best we've ever, funniest we've ever been, but you won't get to hear it. Yep. Yeah. Too bad. Good reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not something that society should hear, but. Right. You have to be offensive to be funny. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right. So, yeah, we're continuing on our trapped cycle. That's Uh, not how you say it. That's not how you say it. There you go. It's a trap. Good. Ooh. It's It's a trap cycle. Yeah. And so we got one another, another one of those coming up. Basically, we're nearing the end of the cycle because we've seen a lot of. It's all been pretty similar. Yeah, they've been very similar, actually. Yeah. Somewhat disappointing cycle. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know we could watch the same movie five <laughs> times in a row. Yeah, You're trapped. Yeah, You'll do it. This is the D- Disney TV movie version of this. Great. Good. It, it kind of is, man. Yeah. But Mustard Man, rest in peace. Couldn't make this one. He couldn't. Yeah. What if he has been trapped this whole time? Oh, my word. But wait, would that be on a different submarine? He's cheating. He's on a different submarine. Shit. He could be an enemy agent. Wait a minute. Are you saying that Mustard Man is an enemy agent? He's been sabotaging the episode? (laughs) I'm saying it's possible. I want to believe. We can't preclude it from the possibilities no you can't rule anything out with that guy no although if there was a traitor it obviously we would have obviously thought it would be brahm at this point right yes because of brahm's war agreed we just don't know when it's he was start. pretty uh forthcoming with that and uh if there's anything i learned from the office the culprit is the one we always most medium suspect oh so that would be alex probably yeah that would yeah be oh okay but yeah, that's why we're we're this crack team. I'm the ointment. You're the captain, El Capitan. Are you and going with that now? Are you going with the ointment? Uh, I've been. I found it kind of. I find it interesting to explore. Do you? You find it a little uh, greasy? Yeah. See, I, I mean, that, that'd be the end goal. <laughs> I'm just the grease. The grease. I'm the Jamie. Grease. The grease. Where I grease up the submarine. Dive, 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 dive. I thought you were going to do that like five minutes ago, and we've only been recording yeah. for three. I should have, man. Yeah, yeah you know? we we're just kind of like rambling about. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion.
Jamie talking about greasing up a sub? What the heck, man? Well, that's most episodes. <laughs> We're talking about episode. greasing up some abs. Yeah. This is a sub. Well, no, but we- Let's get into some weird stuff. We usually talk about Ed Harris sl- slipping and sliding through some air vents and That's stuff. That's true. He does do that. And he slips out of the clutches of the enemy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right. All right. Zach and Brom, you two. Yeah? Battle it out to announce this movie. All right. On three, say your favorite color. Okay. One. Two. Three. Submerged, 2001. Oh, nice. Got him. I like it. (laughs) Got it, man. Starring (laughs) Sam Neill. As we all know from Peaky Blinders. (laughs) And also Bicentennial Man. And also (laughs) Nothing Else. Hunt for the Wilder People. And also Jurassic Park. And also The Hunt for Red October. Jurassic Park 3. (laughs) Yeah, right, sure. Uh, but he's also in Hunt for Red October. That he is. He was the one who's like, I want to live in Montana. And he doesn't get the chance. And no way. He doesn't even get come close, really. Uh, so this television movie, as Brahm said, also stars Shay Wiggum from Classic. Take Shelter, American Hustle, and Wrist Cutters, A Love Story. Mm. Emily Proctor from one of your favorite movies, Big Mama's House 2. Love it. Oh, actually, Big Mama's House 1 is way better than 2, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Maguire and, come on, guys, host favorite, Leaving Las Vegas, little cage action. Uh, oh. It's very depressing. Mm-hmm. I love depressing films. And then Hugh O'Connor from Chocolat. Ah, Chocolat. My Left Foot. Oh, I like that one, too. And The Three Musketeers. Which one, though? From the early 90s. Oh, from the early 90s. So Charlie Sheen. And Chris O'Donnell. I guess. Our boy, McVett. And this was directed by one of your favorites for some reason. Yeah. James Keach. The Keach, the younger brother of Stacy Keach of Grey Lady Down fame. There he is. Just the Keach. There he is. Really. That's what we call him. There he is. All there right. There he is. We have like single handedly made that video famous for that guy. <laughs> I'm sure we have. Referencing it like almost a decade after it came out, we have done it. To all four of our listeners. (laughs) Oh, boy. Dude, they're getting those clicks in, man. Thumbs up on that video. What do they always say? Click and subscribe. Click and subscribe. Click and subscribe. Not to us. No. Don't do it. We don't want it. No. We like better, better things to do, guys. Come on. We like being ourselves. You underground could, indie that type of stuff you could uh you could like uh repaint the walls on one of your rooms or something you got you got other things to do all right you could do that <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh shall we get into this guy it's a very very intense film Dive oh, in. that that was, don't uh, get trapped in there be careful <laughs> all right let's do it if we take the whole 24 minutes i'm gonna probably leave it seems impossible Given, it really does. Given that most films dramatize some real life event, this seemed to do no such thing. <laughs> no, this is more just like a reenactment like of an what exact went down. Retelling of what it is. Okay, so we open in 1939, the year that we all know and love, probably the greatest year of them all. We would say in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and they're about to test a new submarine. Right? Yes, they are. What's it called? It is called the Squalus. Ah, uh, mispronounced, just like in the film. Really? Yeah. What's it supposed to be called? Squalus. 
Really? What? Yeah, I have that, Squalus, I have that in my guys. trivia. Come on. Squalus, come on. Squalus. It's a fish. I read that so on anyways. an IMDb review. Yeah. So we see a reporter and she's all like, tell me about this garbage submarine. It's probably going to sink, right? And this admiral's like, dude, why don't you back off, lady? This thing is going to crush the Nazis like they're a grape and in not, a vice. Yeah. And not every submarine sinks, probably. That's what he says. He's not sure yet, but he's like, probably But they not. should. At some point, but then they should be able to come back up. Correct. Right. Uh, and then we see the captain and he's like real handsome and he's like, oh, smooches to my wife. And he's got like two kids and he's like, birthday time. And then- They're like, daddy, to- bring us a starfish. He's like- <laughs> I'll promise you I'll bring you one and then never follow then, through. Yeah, then he laughs about like the looks on their faces when he brings nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was on a fucking submarine. What do you think I could bring you? A wrench? Get out of here. Gosh, yeah. if only. And then there's a horn dog and he's all like, I want to have sex, baby. And the woman's like, you want to just have sex. Like, you get sex when you get out These people submarine. are just sucking face like crazy. No, no, no. This is, yeah, yeah. That's well, not them. Then, then there's the people. Yeah, oh, it's that, Yeah, it's other people. It's like that. There's a horn dog who's even more of a horn dog. And then the admiral goes over and is like, stop Frenching my daughter to this one guy. And then the guy's like. But then, he's not even like overly aggressive about it. He just kind of. He so lets him get, go back at it. Yeah, yeah. Then he's like, okay. As you were, soldier. As you were. And then they start Frenching some more. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. At the same time, we're conveniently introduced to Momsen, the guy Momsen. We, we've heard Swede Momsen. Yeah. Uh, he made a Momsen lung, so he's like real famous in the submarine circles. Taylor Momsen's uh, grandfather. Yeah. What? Um, and then he seems like a total badass and a maverick. He gets into like a submarine suit and he like jumps into a tank and then his nose is bleeding and the reporter's like, oh shit, is he supposed to be like that? And then he's all like drunk and shit. Well, all right. So he's not just drunk because he got in there. They right. do explain that- with the pressure and what it reacts with the nitrogen in their air supply, it makes them feel like they're hammered. Yeah. Also, the liter of vodka that he drank. Yeah. That would do it, too. Anyways, the submarine sets off, and it gets out into the ocean, and they're like, time to dive. And they've got they've got a particular mission. Basically, the idea is they want to dive and get down to periscope depth in 60 seconds or less. Right. That's the idea. It's like, okay, we're going to try to get this in under 60 seconds. We see a really long tracking shot through the submarine, which is probably the only thing I kind of liked about the whole thing, where they walk all the way through. And what was weird is I was like, I know this submarine. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I've seen it before. And you'll know we've watched a lot of these movies. In the trivia, I'll tell you which one it is. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense. All right. Yeah. So anyways, they, they, they run all the way through this. And basically the guy who's going to get married to the Admiral's daughter is like, boy, oh boy, how should you like this delicious coffee that I get to enjoy up here in the back of the submarine? I'm not going to go up to the front of the submarine. You go up there while I enjoy this delicious submarine, uh, this delicious coffee in this delicious submarine <laughs> and this delicious submarine sandwich. Ooh. And uh, nothing bad will happen to me at all. Don't worry about it. But at this time also, he gives... A wedding ring. No, the guy already had it. But anyways. Well, yeah. He's, he's just like, like hey, he's you got that it, you yeah. got that ring I gave to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. I got it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be up here in the front of the submarine. You be back in the back of the submarine drinking your delicious coffee. And don't worry. Nothing at all will ba- bad will happen to you. Guess what? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Something does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and so anyways, they hit the mark. And they're they're basically like, okay, time to, time to dive. And they hit. They actually get to 60 seconds or just over it. 60.72 seconds. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, let's start it over. Run it again. Start it over. Come on. Start it over. And then, but then the sonar guy hears the fl- something, the, the submarine flooding. 
and runs in yeah. is like something's gone wrong, even though the whole all the lights that they have to indicate whether things are going well or not say green, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Well, so green is good. They basically have an Indian submarine situation where one of the th- openings or whatever wasn't closed. Oh yeah, and it just starts to completely flood the front of the boat, and they try to surface. Yeah, and they get pretty close. I mean, they well, do, they get to they the te- surface. They technically do surface, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's not enough. Yeah, because they get they're getting a lot of water in there. Yeah, and they just. It's funny, you see him just like crest the surface, like, oh, and then it just starts going down again. Yeah. You're like, that's not good. Yeah, and so they settle onto the ocean floor. Um, we see some other people, like basically the guy who was drinking his delicious coffee and eating his delicious submarine sandwich gets hit by like a, a door or something and gets uh, knocked have, out. Uh, oh, yeah. It would have been better if it was a bolt and somebody's like, gosh, if only somebody had tightened that down with a wrench. But it, you know, they didn't say that. No. So anyways, he's like, he's basically knocked out for a little bit and he's not able to get through the door. So the guy who was holding the wedding ring literally sees him die. He's like about to get through the door, but they have to close it up or else the submarine will get flooded. Also, he looks at that wedding ring and he thinks, she's mine now. Yeah. He's also like, let's probably, I'll probably get like 70 bucks for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like tickets to some game probably somewhere. Not back then. Back then it's way more. You think so? Well, no, I mean, it's way more worth more. Oh, I see. Well, I can't even use my words right now. I can't either. I'm just not making sense. Anyways. It's not good. They don't, basically, back on land, the admiral is like, oh, shit, something's gone wrong. Uh, they're not totally sure, but they call up the wife of the captain. It's basically like, you're heading to a celebration for the guy who's getting married, his, his fiance, my daughter. Uh, please let them all know that something might have gone <laughs> wrong. Nothing will ruin a party like that. Yeah. And actually becomes a surprisingly large part of the film is like these, the woman at this yes. kind of they calling everyone into the officer's club and they all stay there as they kind of try to figure out. Oh, but there's a scandal, man, because it's an officer's club. Oh, and shit. And some of the women say, well, <laughs> not all those men are officers. Uh-oh. It's kind of like a morning departure type situation. Keep them outside. But that didn't, that didn't happen. In this no, moment. it didn't. They happen. were all by I it. wish they did. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a you're not an officer's wife. We're gonna chain you up to the post. Just keep on going back and forth between the two groups. Yeah. And so, anyways, they they're kind of holding everything together, even though they're they're trying they're slowly getting like news that isn't super great. Oh yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the admiral also calls for Momsen because he's a fucking badass, obviously. Well, he's Sam Neill. Yeah, he can do anything, and he insists that it's his way or the highway, and then flexes. And then Limp Biscuit plays. Yes. Oh, rolling, rolling, rolling. No, yeah. my way or the, the highway, cookie. man. My yeah. way or the highway. So you can get the cookie and shove it up here. <laughs> shove it up here. <laughs> WrestleMania right. 15. Too many different song. uh, Limp Biscuit songs going on simultaneously right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we owe a lot of money for this. So, oh, shoot. I'd, so argue, anyways, I'd argue it wasn't worth it. <laughs> so he sits there yeah. and he's playing like a ukulele and he's basically like flipping off the he's in a like, he's also in a decompression chamber after running his test dive and so the admiral has to he can only talk to him through a phone and so basically if Mumson doesn't want to talk to him tough shit he can just hang up yeah and so he eventually gets his way and they're going to use an experimental diving bell that he designed that Mumson yes. designed to save everyone and so they go out but the weather's starting to turn and the whole time, the submarine, the captain, the weather like started getting off. rough. It got started getting a little rough. <laughs> what? Gilligan's Island. Come on. 
Oh. <laughs> the weather started for getting like a, rough. The tiny sub was tossed. We now owe a lot of money for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for some kind of soundboard effect or something. Yep. I've never uh, was getting man. rough. Now <laughs> you're, so you're a freak. I am. So the submarine is set up like a little telephone, but they haven't found it yet. And then they, they keep on setting up these rocket flares, which seem pretty cool. We should probably get some of those for the yeah. for the wet, wet floater. Launch them out of the lake. How would they fun. sound? What do you mean? Like that? Where they explode? Yeah. Just, Anyways. Damn it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, they end, they, so they see the very last, they get the very last rocket off and they're able, Momsen's able to finally see it. So they head over and they find the telephone and they start talking to him. And it's kind of funny. They're, they're talking to him and they're like, oh, we got this telephone. And then it just like snaps. Oh, and yeah. Because they bring, basically the telephone is in this buoy and they're able to communicate with it. They bring the buoy up on the boat but there's not enough slack and the boat starts drifting and just snaps the line. Yeah, so they don't have contact again. And then how do they get contact? It's not a wrench, but they do the- It's a hammer. They do a hammer and they, they do- use a hammer code, on the yeah. side. Little Morse code. They're able to, the sonar person up on above is able to start to see it and then, or hear it. And then they're able to find the location of the sub again and do uh, do uh, pings back or what a Morse code back to them. Yep. And kind of communicate that what they're going to do is they're going to send someone down, hook up a lead wire down to uh, the escape hatch to be able to bring this diving bell up and down and yep. like attached to the escape hatch. And the diving bell will be attached to a crane. Of course. Why well, wouldn't it be? Welcome to Cranecast. Oh, the crane featured on this boat. And so um, Momsen really wants to go himself. To go down, like in, oh, in the first dude, thing. There's a big old pissing match right here. Yeah, the Admiral's like, you are 5 million years old. You were in Jurassic Park like a decade ago. <gasps> you shut your mouth. Yeah. I was in Jurassic Park 3 only a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I did fine. It's like, so like, no, you send, you got the best team in the world. We pay you to have the best team in the world. So send, you're the best team in the world down there. And he's like, okay, fine. So a guy named Ski, he's going to do the first thing. Ski? Ski. Broski? Yeah, I think so. I think that was his name. Oh, Yeah. And so Broski heads down, and he almost fails. He, oh, dude, he's <laughs> he's not having a good time. No, he's having. A, we do start to see time. like the drunk stuff go on. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, "Hey, what's your mission?" He's like, <laughs> "Dude, I gotta bait the hook." He's like, "You're not fishing." <laughs> uh, but just for everyone's reference, I right there just outacted that guy. I think you might. Have, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole the whole movie is quite flat. I'll say that. Like we are actually making it much more exciting than it actually is. Oh yeah. Uh, and anyway, so unfortunately, at the same time, so he's able to bait the hook. You know, you, to use the same metaphor. Uh, unfortunately, at the same time, the women are informed that incorrectly that everyone on the sub has survived, which is not true because yeah. twenty six people have died out of uh, twenty six out of seventy nine or something, right? Fifty nine. Something. I don't know. Something like Numbers, that. math. Eh. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they're able to go down with their diving bell and everything goes like really weirdly smoothly. Yes, it As does. Said, there's, there's no extra weird um, drama. made up drama. Like, yes, obviously the captain takes out his dick and but like no one else even tries at any point. Yeah. We are we are getting some like cutscenes over to people on the sub 
one guy is like kind of panicking, but you know, they have like a real, oh man, we're going to be just fine. Yeah. Just, you know, just the usual trapped stuff. Right. But no one, like there's no, at no point does the captain have to slap someone's dick back into their pants or anything like that. There's no, no. mutinies or anything. It's just like. Nothing. And he seems just like sad. He's like the whole time he's just like, ugh. Well, you'll find out why at the end credits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, he basically, they were on a routine, like, training thing, and they sunk. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, it's not ideal, yeah. I guess. It's not It's not what you want to do. Right. But it's not his fault, really. It's like faulty panel is it? or whatever. Is it? Was he supposed to, what, is he an electrician now all of a sudden? Dude, he commands is, everyone. He's like, it's like the Norwegian freighter people in Grey Lady Down. What yeah, is, What man. are they, fucking electricians? Exactly. Can't figure this shit out, so. So anyways, they keep on going. They do three different trips and they get to the last one, the fourth one, and to pick up the last few people. Well, Neil, so Mumson wants to go down in the very first one. And he does. And then he does, and he does great. Yeah, he's like obviously a badass, obviously. And then he comes up and then he just says, you know what? I do have the greatest team in the world. Why don't you go down? I'm sure nothing will go wrong now. Everything will be fine from here on out. I'm going to stay up here. You go down there. I got a martini waiting, so. Yep. And so they go up and down a bunch of times, and they get to the fourth one, get everyone on board. Captain's super sad, looks around his sub. It's just like, what does he say at the end? When he leaves the sub, he's like, we've all left or something. Something. Uh, he's just, he boring. looks at it and just says, fuck this. Yeah, he says, fuck this sub. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> on, on cable TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Premiered right. on NBC. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first time the F word was ever used on national television. Incredible. Like yeah, it's crazy. For Sam Neill submerged. Yeah, yeah. It actually was a few, it would have been a, a couple of years before the Janet Jackson thing, but this actually was the the first thing that started the F, FEC, or what is it, FEC? I don't even know. FCC. Oh, that's what. <laughs> yeah, the FCC <laughs> issues. It's not the a federal FUCK election issue. commission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it was ground, it's a groundbreaking film. They were like, we need three seconds. And then the Jan Jackson thing happened. They're like, okay, we need fucking seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> we need a delay on this. We could handle submerged from 2001, but we, we can't, can't handle, handle this. this. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, the line jams, it starts to fray and everyone's like, that thing's going to. It's going to bust, man. And then if it broke, I presume they'd all die, right? It would have flown. Well, yeah, they just dropped to the bottom. They'd probably smack and the thing would probably. Pop right open like a... Uh, like an egg or something? Yeah, like an egg. Like a Kinder Egg, not a real egg. Oh, I just saw a commercial for Kinder Eggs. Oh, there we go. So and not, sub- a, not a sponsor, just to be yeah. clear. Not yet. But uh, anyway, the little rookie who's inside the diving bell gets on the phone with Neil, and he says... Wait, who? With Mumpson. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mumpson says, you listen here, you little piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I went down there, and I did fine. I'm like a million years old. You know how old I am? Yeah. That's all he says. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, you're on your own. I guess let's figure like, it out. He's like, seriously, how old am I? He's like, oh, Mumson. Yeah. He's really losing his marbles. He is. That guy. So self-absorbed. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, Ski jumps right back in. He's like, like, do you want another go at it? And Ski, who literally just like seemingly almost died. Oh, yeah. Because like, he, when, he, <clears throat> when he came up, he was having problems. Yeah. Because he had the bends. Yeah. But then he's like, Get ready to back go. in there. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm literally going to die up here, <laughs> so throw me back in. <laughs> That's the only only place my blood is normal. Yeah, wow, uh, throw me down. Yeah. yeah. So he goes down. He cuts the line. Um, so they they kind of like go all the way down. He cuts the line from below, um, starring Johnny Depp, and then <laughs> they 
<laughs> there it is. There then, it is. And then they're like, okay, we're going to use the buoyancy to bring it up and not break the line. And so they like, he like, they pull a whole bunch of the like whatever. What do they call them? What? The cable? What? I don't know. In the sub, they pull the things to release air. The levers. Yeah. Levers. Sure. And they release all kinds of air and then they use the buoyancy and they float up, but they don't quite get there. They don't. And now we get tug of war. Yeah. So weird. It's like the metal cable, not handling it. Let's throw a, let's throw a rope and then we'll all pull it with our arms. It's like a, probably a million pounds <laughs> yeah it's like super heavy probably literally a crane was having problems <laughs> having lifting a lot this. of trouble and then uh, like a bunch but, of people just yeah, like pull it above it. the water it seemed impossible but i guess but they it's, did it man it's a true story so 100 yeah so anyways they pull it the rest of the way out mumson is like the hero again he kind of like attaches the rope in the water and then they're able to pull it out they get everyone out they get back to shore one thing was that they had been informed the woman had been informed of the full list of survivors or was it full? Right, but there was one missing. So they had 32 names, but there were 33 survivors. They didn't know who the last one was. I guarantee you every woman who didn't know if their lover or man was on there was hoping it was theirs. That's a pretty good guess, Kyle. Unless they wanted out. Or they wanted a large inheritance. <gasps> oh, man. Scandal. And they actually, I think one of them maybe sabotaged the sub. What do you think? Now we've got a move. That you is a crazy now we've got conspiracy. A movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it for the end. I'll, I'll ask the question. Again. All right, yeah. <laughs> a crazy conspiracy. And so, anyways, oh. they get to shore. Everyone's like, "Oh, we know who's gonna come." A bunch of people are crying. And then, who survives? The horn dog. The horn dog. She's like, "I knew you wouldn't die because you were too horny." Which is is that what she said, or no, she, no, said no, she said ornery? She said ornery. You're oh, just horny. You're just too ornery. goddamn horny. You're just too horny. <laughs> you couldn't live without it. Horny man never die. I couldn't <laughs> die before I got it one more time. <laughs> and so, anyways, then the admiral's like, "Yeah, Swede, Swede, Mumson, you, let's get drunk." And then Swede's like, I kind of have to raise the, I got a job. Like, I got to raise that boat. Yeah. And he's like, who gives a fuck? They're dead. Who even cares? And then he looks back at, like, Swede, like, looks at the woman. He's like, well, they might care. And the animal's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, that was a, a really odd part. It was basically like that. I'm exaggerating, obviously, but that's more or less That's what pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, at the end of the movie, we get the credits, and we see that the boat was salvaged. Oh, but but we also see the fiance throw. Like, oh yes, yeah, she, she throws, throws a, wreath a wreath in, and then like the best friend who was holding the ring is like, "I have the ring," and also like, "I would." Will I you marry me I, now? I should have. I should have brought a wreath, and she's like, "It's not for him. It's for everyone." And then the very last moment, we see a hand come out of the ocean and grab the wreath. <laughs> oh shit! Setting Zombies up submerged too. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. And that's, and so now, oh, yeah. now at the, the end, yeah. uh, it says that the boat was salvaged and recommissioned. They never knew what caused the accident. I wouldn't want to get on that boat. But they did. Yeah, they recommissioned. It was too, it was too high tech. That was what it says. So they, they had really? to bring it back into service because it had a lot of new things on it and they, they it was worth like bringing up and, you know, there you go. refurbishing or whatever. And then okay. also it says the captain never got command of a submarine again. Seems a little bit strange, but. Does it though? I don't know. Was he supposed to figure out the light thing or whatever? 
Anyways, I do want to bring it back. What do, what do you guys think about the theory that it was sabotaged by one of the wives? Plausible? Yes. I think that is I a agree. wild conspiracy. I mean, <clears throat> I think I would put that up there with Bush did 9-11. Oh, mm. my gosh. Did you say conspiracy? I did say y- yes, conspiracy. Yes, you did. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I think uh, I think Zach's uh, misfiring a little bit on his uh, soundboard tonight. <laughs> yep, it'll <laughs> get better. Hang All on. right, man. All righty. Anyways, how 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 much under did we come? Uh, we were about four minutes under. Oh so is, is this the quickest ever? I don't know. There's been some other ones. There have been some ones that were like, "Whoa, that was quick." But there's a reason why this one was quick. <laughs> Talking about podcast, Kyle. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is probably the quickest one ever. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why. I mean, it basically. Why, like, Jamie? It's like a Disney like TV movie. It's real weird. And like nothing really happens all that much. Don't you even try to compare this to Smart House. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, my word. What's the other? Or Brink or uh, Johnny Tsunami? Are these recent ones or something like that? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Conspiracy. Yeah, it was really late. (laughs) (laughs) Worked out, man. Uh, I guess. There it is. There it is. There it is. (laughs) All right, let's get some ratings. Who wants to go first? Not it. I will. uh, I'll start the discussion here. If uh, if you don't mind, I don't. I, I do not mind. Okay. Good. Because I don't care what you think. I <laughs> oh, here we go. I like it. I no, I actually, I think I, I think I'm going to probably rate, end up rating this higher than most here. <clears throat> I, I do have obviously many gripes with it, but um, it, it obviously felt like a made-for-TV movie. But I, I actually really liked Sam Neill as Momsen, and I was happy when that name got thrown out there. I'm like, oh shit, this is the guy that the Momsen lungs are named after. That's kind of cool. I mean. For us, you know, we've done all these episodes now. It's kind of cool to yeah. see the story come full circle and put a face with the name and <laughs> put a face, <laughs> a fake Sam Neill, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, um, a metaphorical face here. But I mean, yeah, just to see that character played on screen here, um, yeah. and it was really not cool to learn the story. With the, not to be confused with the Mumford and Son slungs, Sung, right? Right. That's a right. that's the 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 much newer invention, um, and I'm sure there's upgrades. But I mean, I'm a purist. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna if my life's on the line, I'm gonna go with the Momsen lungs. Really? Because because the Mumford and Sons lungs are just a regular Mumsen lungs, but with wireless headphones that plays Mumford and Sons. So How do they see, go again? I'm not a, I'm not a big folk rock guy. Oh well, okay. In that case, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> we gotta we gotta work on your timing. <laughs> it's not me. It's keep going. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I was saying I, I did really enjoy that part. Uh, acting was was not great from pretty much anyone else. I thought Sam Neill did a good job with the character and, and fit the role uh pretty well. I. And this is where uh, social justice Jamie over there will uh, mm-hmm. will try to grill me on it here. But everything I with- prefer, I actually do prefer the ointment <laughs> or the brain. Over, social justice over. Jamie is fine, but okay, noted. Yeah. 
but the uh, the the scenes with the, the the women and the loved ones felt kind of tacked on, and I don't know if it was just they didn't have enough material to sort of make a, a full length movie, so they had you know had to add thirty minutes of you know footage with the ladies. You know, obviously, you know this is a a scenario where the loved ones and the families are going to be you know sweating bullets back home. So I don't think it needed to be you know shown that these women are you know having a, a horrible go of it as they wonder if they're you know if their man's going to make it back home in one piece i mean we didn't see it with das boot or any of the other movies that involve being trapped at the bottom of the sea it didn't really cut back and show us much of the loved ones at home there's a little bit with uh uh gray lady um but it just felt really tacked on and the, the acting there was way it was a caricature i think of what women probably were you know going through when again, their loved ones at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, I think the other uh, one uh, maybe would be, <clears throat> was it Hostile Waters where they kept on having the weird flashback? Yeah, no, that wasn't. Was that Hostile Waters? Or no, waters? Uh, Enemy Below? No, Enemy no, Hands. En- 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 enemy Hands. hands. Yes, enemy yes, hands. yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, come on, guys, you can't keep them all straight. <laughs> where he kept on, they kept on like he kept on hallucinating his wife, and that yes. was like super weird old timey oh, like weirdness. Yes, yes. This, felt, yes. this felt similarly like weird yes. old timey. It yeah. felt, it felt like. Again, a caricature or a guess at what people were like back in, back then, and right. I just really doubt that's how they were behaving. Um, so that would be my, ma- my my major gripe with the movie. Uh, that could have been more time spent, you know, getting into the nuts and bolts of what went wrong, and you know, some of the what the men were going through. Uh, ultimately, I'm going to give it a five. Ooh! Wow! Really? Yes. That is very high. I'm surprised. Anyways. Are you high? I'm not high. I'm not high. High on life. Oh, high on submersion, bro. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I can go. Do you want to or you want me to go? You can go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, wait, Kyle, you're going? I'm going. Kyle's going. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> like we mentioned earlier, when you're watching a movie, you want a movie. This is more just a documentary acted out, but not a documentary. It's just right. weird. There was this was exactly how the situation would go. Probably less a ukulele. Take that thing out of there. We probably got the exact same situation. I was bored. Ooh. Which is fine because we, yeah, we've been bored. I mean, we've been bored a lot of the time. Yeah, I'm bored. I say it's fifty fifty on whether we're bored or not bored, kind of. But like this, there wasn't a whole lot of well, the, any of the acting that was going on, I didn't like. I do like Sam Neill. I think he's good. But man, the movies that these other actors and actresses are in are not like small movies. Yeah. The captain is like a major actor. Yeah. Like, I mean, not like a major star. Like, he's not going to be like a star of a film, but he's like in a lot of films and he's good. Mm-hmm. And then he has this. It's like- You got this. I'm not even sure what he was doing in the whole time. He just kind of like sat there and moped. He That's really it, man. You don't- Yeah, it's- Whatever. I don't know. I was bored. It's, it's like a 2.75. Wow. Okay. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to come in hot. Leave Zach for the- uh, to bring up the rear. I like that's it. It's a term. Um, and yeah, I was going to come in around the same spot. Um, I do agree with Brom though. Like thinking about it, I think Sam Neill brought his A game. He's ready to go. 
Yeah. He had, he had character. He was interesting. Um, everyone else was not. Uh, <laughs> most of the film was not. Um, it was like, uh, I'm not even sure who this was for. Like, I'm not sure who's, who is this for? I have no idea. Who wants to watch a submarine film, but like, they're like, you know what? Let's remove all the action from it. You know what? This, this would be like if you were sitting at maybe like a waiting room somewhere. It reminded and me. And this would just be on. Yeah, it reminded <laughs> me of Gods and Generals, where it was just like, you sit there and watch it, minus the racism, because that's a very racist film. But oh, like, okay. Um, there was not much of that in this movie. There was no. It was not racist at all, which is good. Positive. But, you know, so Gods and Generals, were one of the worst films ever made. This, not. Because it's not racist. And there you go. Right. But anyways, but like the tone was very similar, where it was just like such a faithful retelling, and it seemed so like, invested in making sure like we're just going to say it how it is which is kind of how gods and generals does it it's like don't you want to watch this five-hour film about the civil war and everyone in the world was like no <laughs> we don't right and i also watched this one and they're like don't you want to watch just a faithful reenactment they made a sequel to gods and generals didn't they it is a sequel what's the one it's before it called gettysburg that's it yeah. gotcha is that one any good yes it is oh good. but anyways I digress. It this is this turns out to be kind of like that. It's just like they want to. They really get through the story, and they're like, "Wasn't that great?" And you're kind of just like, "No." I mean, it was. Th there are interesting parts to it. Like, I'm interested in Momsen as a character, and I'm interested in Sam Neill playing Momsen. Yeah, like that's basically all I'm interested in. And I could read that, or I could w look at Wikipedia or something. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch like a two hour or an hour and a half. Hour and a half. So it was shorter. Yeah. It probably, all right, I should probably also note that, you got your rating? Three. Three. Yeah. I should probably also note this to our listeners. We did watch this movie on YouTube. It is available on YouTube. Uh, for free, but it has some kind of foreign language subtitles. Yeah, it looks like some kind? It's Greek. Russian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And, um, it's a sort of like alphabet. We just, we're not necessarily yeah. sure. Alien language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's beamed from outer space. <laughs> there was actually, yeah. There's, there's a the quality if, was what if, bad. What if the no, Russians but there is a better are actually there is one. aliens? <gasps> Good call. Now we're talking. <laughs> I feel like He's Zach just way behind should on be these coming in. <laughs> yeah, he should be coming in right now with something. <laughs> what? He should be coming in with something. This. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, Zach, say, I'll say it again. What, a, um... what if the, the Russians are actually aliens? <laughs> All right. Uh, wait, we'll just move, Zach, we'll just you move on. Do have a rating? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. No good. Great. There we go. Oh, <laughs> now we're talking. All right. So, Zach, you got a rating? Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with most of what you guys all said. It, it was boring. I mean, I was not entertained <laughs> in the slightest. Been give it a five. Um, I guess that must have been pretty hard. That's what she said. <laughs> but um, before I give my rating, here is a... 10 out of 10 rating from IMDb, just oh, so wow. we know what we're working with here, guys. I read the book and happened to be the channel surf. I read the book and happened to be channel surfing when, when the submerged movie came on, found it very enjoyable and had to find another showing to get the first 15 minutes. Mm. Sam Neill does a wonderful Mumpson. It's Overall, true. very close to book. 
and special effects are also well done. Dot, dot, dot. Zero out of two people found this helpful. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? I actually think that's a very helpful review. That tells you exactly how it is. <laughs> Other than the 10, 10 out of 10. 10 well, out get of on 10. there and vote it up, man. Did, Jamie, did we get the date when this was released besides 2001? Uh, I actually do have that date. It's May 20th. So that, <gasps> that review I just no. read. No? I saw that on the- No, sorry. It was more of a gasp. Oh, okay. Oh. That Okay, the review I just read was from December 8th, 2001. Yeah, so so May 20th, 2001 is when it aired. So then they waited until December to <laughs> write the review. Got it. So yeah. let's say my review, I mean, is there anything else to say? Not really. It wasn't entertaining. I love Sam Neill. I mean, he was good. I liked him. If it wasn't for him, I'd probably give it a zero. But with him, let's go with... Uh, let's just go with a three. All right. All right. Excellent. Like it's higher than it. It's, we're going to look back on this and be like, how the hell did that get an average of a three and a half? No, we're not. Want we'll me to break it? I can give it a, I'll give it a 10. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think All right. This is not anywhere even close to limpet, man. No. You're no right. Way. This is no limpet. This is Stickle. no limpet. Stickle. All right. Shall we get into some trivia? Let's do it. We got we got no other choice. All right. So this was filmed entirely in Italy in Malta on a budget of seven million dollars. Are you serious? Over two months in two thousand one. Ended up airing on NBC, and it was based on the terrible hours by Peter Moss, a nineteen ninety nine bestseller. All right, so all we got to do is write a book. And then two years later, we'll have a film on, on good. NBC, probably. Good, good, good. To tell it on film, the cast and crew traveled to Malta for the above-sea-level above scenes. And for those set below sea level, to, to Rome, where a full-size replica of a World War II submarine just happened to reside. Right? No kidding. This was one that was designed by Goetz Wiedner, production designer on Das Boot, and built for U571. That's where we've seen this one. U571. Yeah, huh? so think about when he's like sitting around and like, remember he's in like a thing, there's like a picture on the wall, all this kind of stuff. Like you kind of go through the submarine. That's where we know that submarine from. Didn't U571, U571 come out after this? No. The 2000 war movie. 2000 movie. Oh, it's 2000? Yeah. I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember reading online when I was preparing for this movie that they'd used footage or, and stuff from U571. Yeah. So just think about that. So U571 comes out in 2000. This comes out a year later. Now think of how those two movies looked. Oh, night and day. So anyways, uh, while many movies, I I love this trivia, so I had to use it. While many movies of this type add complications to the rescue, this one simplifies it. (laughs) So they actually took took drama out of it. Like, uh, these, our viewers will not be able to understand what's going on. In real life, several more shifts were involved. And when the diving bell jammed on the fourth trip, several dives had to be made before it could be freed. The bell was also sent on a fifth trip to confirm that no other compartments contained survivors. So they basically were like waiting through dead, dead people. Really? Yeah. Just to make sure no one was alive. All right. So throughout the movie, the name of the sub, as I said, was mispronounced. It was actually the squalus, not the squalus. Wow, that's then, a pretty big part. Yep. And then there was a whole New York Times article about this film and with interviews with the director, James Cage. So he said, hopefully, he said with a laugh, after watching this, people will not want to go down in a submarine. 
Are you serious? That is what he said, which shows how misguided he is. Because everyone wants to be on a submarine and there's nothing he can goddamn do about it. Dude, what the hell? What a yeah. slap in the face yeah. to the sub community. Exactly. So anyways, Not a friend of the show. No. Well, no, actually, come Enemy on. Enemy of the show. No, 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 come on the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you on here. No, 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 you can be on here. Uh, anyways, James Keach is the younger brother of none other than Stacy Keach from Grey Lady Down. That's right. He's the Keach. The so, Keach. What other superstar brother tandems would have been good in this film? So previously, I'd done father-son. Yeah. But now I'm doing some brother ones. So how about Sly and Frank Stallone? I don't know Frank Stallone what? at all. How dare you? <laughs> Frank is insulted. But uh, yeah, let's put him in. He could he could be one of the guys who goes <laughs> in one of the compartments. Frank, come on the show. Uh, yeah, no, but what about Sly? Mumson? I wouldn't want him as Mumson over Sam Neill. Oh, you're, now it's going to be tough because you don't want to replace Sam Neill. Well, no, not necessarily tough. There are other people who can do it. Okay, so what? who do you want Sly Solano? The horn <sighs> dog. Oh, oh. clutch. <laughs> yeah. 70-year-old Sly Sloan. Or I guess we're talking young Sly Sloan. I'll be coming back for that ass later. <laughs> Wait, was that Sly Sloan? Did he walk in? Dude, Frank Stallone looks exactly <laughs> like his brother. Yeah, it's a, he's a man. Uh, Anyways, what about Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen? <laughs> now we're talking. Charlie Sheen is Mumpson. All coked out. <laughs> Whoa. Interesting. Now coked you're out. now you're ready for yeah. it. Yeah. I was gonna say they're one of them's the one holding the ring and one of them's the one who dies. But which one? Oh. Who doesn't? What about the Wahlbergs? Donnie and Ooh. Mark. Love Mark Donnie. Mark. Love Donnie. Man. Donnie plays the piece of shit uh naval guy who doesn't want to tell the woman that People are dead. Oh, I like, like that. Oh, shit. And then Mark is obviously Momsen. Mark is. Oh, Ski, maybe. Oh, he could be Broski. Yeah, he could be Broski. Yeah, he's Broski. Yeah. You got to be a hero. You can't have him not be a hero. Mm-hmm. I was going to say they could do something uh, kind of like New Age. And. Uh... Oh, he's like the husband of one of the people on the Yes, sub. exactly. Right. Uh, what about. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Mark Wobble just sitting there and be like, like, I'm so worried about my wife. Because or that, I'm, so, I'm so worried about my husband. Is that Mark Wahlberg? Oh my God. Uh, what about the Baldwins? <laughs> oh, dude, I knew they would come All four up. of them, yeah. All of them? All of them. Throw them all in. Mm-hmm. All in the sub. I want some wacky antics going on. It's pretty good. Alec trying to keep it together, but he can't. All right, and what about, last but not least, Ed and Ned Harris? So Ned Harris, obviously, uh, he's the most famous. He's most famous for portray- portraying James Keach in Keach and the Gang. So in that oh. movie that I mentioned, a real movie, yeah, uh, James Keach is also portrayed, but by Ned Harris. Um, and he is actually shown to be directing a submarine film within a film in that movie. Incredible. Do you know what it's called? Oh, no. Submerged? No, it's called, oh no, we sunk. That's a good <laughs> oh. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. That famous uh, submarine movie. Yeah. Uh, what's well, uh, what's no, Ned Harris's uh, birth name? Ed what's his? Because uh, Ed's was Poseidon. I assume that Ned had a uh, Greek god as well. Uh, I think it was Beatty, actually. But then oh, he really? changed it to Ned. Yeah. He was called, yeah, it was <laughs> Beatty Harris. <laughs> and then he changed it to Ned Beatty Harris. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're brothers. But he's not Ned Beatty. Well, no. No, 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 no Ned no, no. Beatty's somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. He, uh, I can he see was just a, yeah, he was a big fan, 
And so when he realized his name was the same as the last name of this other guy, he added the first name. Incredible. It's ingenious. Oh. We're all cool. fairly confused. <laughs> um, well, we're learning a lot. Uh, okay, so Phantom Zone, should I do it real quick? Go for this it. is really easy. It was even mentioned at the top. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So our boy Sam Neill is in Hunt for Red October. And not only has this already been done, it's been used multiple times. Um, and so I'm, I'm just happy to be back on solid footing after the chamber. Um, because, you know, fuck it, right? Right. Yeah, fuck that guy. Is that it? That's it. That's it. I don't oh, have okay. anything more. All right. Like, we've, used, we've literally done Hunt for Red October. Sam Neill is in Hunt for Red no, October. Yes, yes. And the chamber can suck it. So There you go. Yeah. Wow. All right, it's time for subs worldwide. It's it's subs 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 world world wide 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 wide. So the SSN Squalus from the film is a Sargo class submarine, and this would be a perfect time to do a Sargo class. But as many of our submersion super fans know. <laughs> Already, already did that in episode yeah. 19. Come, Come on. on, guys. That was not going to not be done within 20 episodes. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> of course I'm getting that one in. So I would rather cover a, another submarine, U.S. class, that sunk. Ooh. So I figured let's go ahead and try this one. We've actually heard this name several times. It is the Skipjack class. Oh. We've heard this before. So is it but I don't think it's ever been portrayed in a film, right? Skipjack? I have to look, but I don't I don't, I don't know that we've seen it. Yeah. Anyways, continue. So these are nuclear powered submarines and they had a new uh, designed hull that was teardrop shaped, which made them the fastest US nuclear powered submarine until the Los Angeles class came in in the seventies. So the main staple of the skipjack like I had mentioned, was the increased underwater speed. And one of the things that changed with the Skipjack class was they wanted to put a single screw in the back rather than two. This is a big, uh, I guess, debate on whether or not that would be okay. Turns out it is. Huh. It's, I know, right? Why can't <laughs> we have debates like that in school or anything like that? The design for these also called for combining the conning tower, control room, and attack center all in one space. Yes. Which is something that like we're used to yeah. in all these films. It's hard to imagine anything else other than that. Although, but, I guess in the this came after World War II? Well, I guess you'll tell me the yes. history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. So it has five compartments. The torpedo room, obviously. The operations compartment. The reactor compartment. Auxiliary machinery space. And the engine room. And after sea trials in 1959, this was dubbed the world's fastest submarine. Congrats. Do you know what's currently the world's fastest? I'm not sure right now. I know. Do you? Yeah. Oh, The USS Wet Floater. Oh, obviously. Yeah. A million knots. We got nitrous on ours. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Knots. Hit the knots. Everybody buckle up. Uh, so, uh, it was the fastest, but the LA class did eventually overtake it. So let's get into some of the specs of this thing. The length, it is 251.7 feet long. 
has a beam of 33 feet, which is something I've never even discussed, and I don't know why. That's like the width of the boat. Hmm. It's kind of important to know. It has one S5W nuclear reactor that generates 15,000 horsepower. All right. In 59, it became the world's fastest submarine. The speeds were not, like, technically disclosed, but... What, how fast do you guys think it can go on the surface and underwater? 2020. You guys synced up or something? What's going on? <laughs> we just prepared, Kyle. Yeah. All right. Is that on the surface or is that underwater? Um, that is on the surface. On the surface. Yeah. And then <laughs> 17. 17. <laughs> Wow, a little less synced up, but <laughs> close. That was just a network lag. No, that's that must be what it is. Yeah. So on the surface, it can cruise along at 15 knots, oh. and then submerged 33 knots. Oh wait, I thought it was faster when. You, well, whatever. I screwed it up. You blew it, man. I blew it. Totally you blew, blew it. it. I blew it. Uh, ah, I think that was it. It has an unlimited range. It has a test depth of 700 feet, and it held 93 people. It had six 21-inch torpedo tubes and held 24 torpedoes. There were six of them built between 1956 and 1960. The Skipjack, which is what the class was named after, the Scamp, the Sculpin, the Shark, the Snook, and the Scorpion. Hmm. I wish there was a Snark. But there wasn't. There was a snook? Correct. A, a snook and her sniz? <laughs> Are sure. you saying that there was a snook where? And Hillary Clinton's sniz. <laughs> uh, not Good. a sponsor. We owe a lot for that theme song. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, most famous one, the scorpion... It was the one that sunk. It was lost on May 22nd, 1968. And oddly enough, it was one of four submarines that disappeared in 1968. The Israeli INS Dakar, the French Minerve, I'm sure that's probably not how you say it, and the Soviet K-129. Mm. What's not up, Not a Minerves? good year for subs. Hey, Minerves. What's up, Minerves? Minerves, bro. So... The Scorpion participated in many training exercises off the coast of the U.S. for submarine tactical warfare. And one of the coolest things that this thing did is it snuck into an inland sea in Russian territory and videotaped the Soviets launching missiles through its periscope. And then when it was discovered, it evaded the Russian Navy and got the hell out of there. That is amazing. They should never make a movie about that. They should, because that sounds pretty awesome and tense. Better movie than this one. Yes, it is. It would be. So the day it went missing, around the time it went missing, the Scorpion tried to send a radio transmission that said they were getting close to a Soviet sub and a research group. And they were running at 15 knots, and they were at a depth of 350 feet to start uh, surveying them. But that was the last we ever heard from them. They went missing, and the public did conduct a search. And a little conspiracy here. But uh, <laughs> people say that the government knew it was missing before they told people, and they were out searching before the search went public. I don't know if that's true or not. 
But I mean, wouldn't you think the government? Sorry, wouldn't you think the government would be out searching? I would think so. Anyway, I would think whatever. so. But whatever. Uh, a research ship, the Mizar, did locate sections of the hull 400 nautical miles southwest of Azores. The Azores. Uh, Azores. Yeah. There you go. See, I don't know this stuff. Under almost 10,000 foot of water. Hmm. And after multiple investigations, nobody knows why this sunk. But in 2012, the uh, sub- U.S. submarine veterans did ask the Navy to reopen the investigation. The Navy said, no, we're not going to do that. But everybody said, well, it's in international waters. We can do it. We can go look if we want to. But that's, I mean, you got to have some pretty decent equipment to be doing that. James Cameron, talking to you. Exactly. So there are several um, theories for the sinking. Hydrogen explosion due to battery issues. Accidental activation of a torpedo, which would be pretty bad. Explosion of a torpedo inside the sub. Intentionally firing a defective torpedo and something going wrong. Malfunction of the trash disposal unit. And what I would think would probably be the most likely would be a Soviet attack if you're tracking them, but I don't know. There are also many books that reference the Scorpion, Silent Steel, Blind Man's Bluff, which a super fan, Kelsey from Michigan, sent me for Christmas. The Red Star Rogue, All Hands Down, Scorpion Down, Against the Tide, Rick Over's Leadership Principles, and the Rise of the Nuclear Navy. There's even a song about it from Phil Oakes from 1969. The Scorpion Departs but Never Returns. It is on Spotify. It's kind of lengthy, right. but you know, you, you got to do, do it for that. For you got to do it. Ones, yeah. You have to. All right. I'm going to jump in real quick before the other guys go. Yeah. Just to throw in a little bit. So on the day that this film that we watched, Submerged 2001, starring Sam Neill, directed by James Keach, the Keach. Yeah. Came out. Judgment Day, professional wrestling pay-per-view event was made. So May 20th, 2001, the event took place at Arco Arena in Sacramento, California, sponsored by RC Cola. Not a sponsor of this show yet. Uh, do you <laughs> RC Cola? Yeah. We might be able to get them. So in that Stone Cold Steve Austin defended his oh, WWF yeah. championship against The Undertaker. <laughs> I don't know how he beat The Undertaker, but he beat The Undertaker in a no holds barred match. It also included Triple H defending the Intercontinental Championship against Kane in a chain match and a two out of three falls match between Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit for Angle's 1996 Olympic gold medals. All right. All right. Everyone got that guy? Yes. Say say Stone Cold Steve Austin one more time. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was my favorite wrestler. Well, there we go. Well, that this that day that this was released, this film that we watched was released. He had a great victory. Uh, do you remember watching that or this? I remember watching the movie. I didn't watch. I, I don't know what wrestling is. Yeah, you probably didn't rent the pay per view because uh, it was you were busy watching this one. Well, no, oh, yeah, and you were like, "There's a much better thing free on NBC." Wait a minute, guys. Not I have watched both. <gasps> No. All right. Uh, All right. I definitely remember Judgment Day, though. Everybody had the Judgment Day shirts and all that shit. Good times. All righty. Brian, what you got? Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Four, three, 
give it to me. Well, got a good old-fashioned fun facts. Tonight, we're going to dive deep on Charles Swede Mumpson. Nice. Number five, fun fact here. In 1929, Mumpson received the Navy Distinguished Service Medal for personally testing his Mumpson lungs device at a depth of 200 feet. Amazing. So I had to do proof of concept and said, I'll do it myself. That reminds me of a story of my high school tennis coach. I used to tell where he worked at a, a I forget which one, big company, big chemical company. And he walked in and he was using like a tool to test the chemicals at the company. And an old guy came over and was like, that's not the way you do it. This is the way you do it. And he dipped his hand in and was tasting the chemicals to test. Uh, no way. Yeah, he was testing. Uh, he wanted to know the um, acidity. So he was testing the acidity by tasting it. And then my tennis coach said he died like a year later. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about self-testing, testing on yourself. Goodness. Yeah, he actually did some other tests. It's not part of my fun facts just because it was so damn long, but you could actually look it up. He was a very interesting guy and uh, actually helped determine uh, you know, some, some stuff about physiology of the human body at those depths and the way oxygen reacts. I guess oxygen becomes toxic at certain points and nitrogen becomes toxic. So they actually blend in some helium and um, and we still use that sort of mixture and technology today in order to dive below 300 feet. And it's, so uh, is that what they were referencing when he was acting drunk in the that compression chamber? Yeah, that's uh, they called it something like nitrogen necrophage or something. Uh, it's basically nitrogen like getting into the, the the body and the bloodstream and creating bubbles and all sorts of shit. There's just a whole bunch going on with your body. It, you know, obviously you're not designed to be down there and. Uh, <laughs> Got something to add there, Zach? Nope. Keep uh, going. Uh, but yeah, really, really interesting. There's like, I could have made like a hundred fun facts, but just some of them require a bunch of extra explanation. Number four, though, uh, the Mumpson Lung saved its first lives in October 1944 when eight submariners used it to reach the surface after the Tang that is the SS-306 Poontang, sank in 180 <laughs> feet of water in the East China Sea. Wow. Uh, 13 tried to make it to the surface, but only eight of them made it. So I don't know if... Uh, and then only Mixed five bag. of them were actually managed to be captured. The other uh, three uh, drowned. Wait a minute. Uh, 13 escaped, eight surfaced, five were captured? Yes. So what happened to the other ones? <laughs> the world may never know. Maybe they were yeah. abducted by aliens. Did uh, you say aliens? <laughs> no, please you do not. suspicion that you've been abducted by aliens? <laughs> it's connected. <laughs> that, that I did specifically say the words abducted by aliens, so I'll, I'll allow yeah, that Yeah, it works. One. It works. I, I believe it's pronounced <laughs> aliens with an alien. Aliums. Be, Do you have any aliums on your soundboard, Zach? Uh, let me check. Aliums. A yeah, I got one right here. It is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Flipping aliums. All right. Aliums. Number three. Uh, where are we at here? Okay. So, interesting one here. Requires a little bit more extra explanation. But uh, post war, 
Submariner Walter F. Schleck Jr., among others, examined sub, uh, submerged escape, is sort of the terminology when we're, when we're trying to get out of one of these trap scenarios. Trapped! Without breathing devices and discovered ascent was possible from as deep as 300 feet, unassisted. So, um, Clay Blair Jr. in his book Silent Victory postulates that, in one sense, the Mumpson Lung concept may have killed far more submariners than it rescued because there was a notion that you needed a peripheral in order to make it to the surface. Um, I'd still prefer the Mumpson Lung, honestly. Well, there you go. I, I, I'd take one. But is he saying that they died because they didn't have it and they thought, there's no way I'm getting out of here? Exactly. And so they yeah. didn't even try. Just, yeah, the existence of the mumps and lung and not having them. So, like, those people that were trapped in our in the movie we just watched, technically they could have done, uh, you know, uh, ascent unass- unassisted and had a shot and at like, making it. And, like, the chamber. Cause I think yeah. yeah. Also 300 or something. <laughs> something. Because in this, they were, what, like 190 or 75 or something like that? 150, I think, in that ballpark. Okay. Yeah. Number two. There is a barracks named after Momsen in Andros Island, Bahamas, uh, named in his honor in 1969. Andros Island? Yeah, boy. No Damn, way. that's a sweet name. Uncle Andros. Use the boost to get through. <laughs> it's a Star Fox, Jamie. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie I'm, looked really I'm pr- confused. I'm pretty sure Zach has a Star Fox soundboard. I've heard it, so I'm going to keep moving on. <laughs> Number one, if you guys are looking for a Momsen Lungs, Jamie, uh, it sounds like you would like one if you're trapped down there. there. There's one available on eBay right now. One and only one, if you want it. Oh, wow. 1941 uh, Momsen Lung breathing apparatus. Check it out. eBay, $1,500 plus free shipping. Dude, free shipping, though. $1,500 free shipping. or your life. You're going to pay the $1,500 well, every time. I- I think if I breathed into that Mumson lung, it would kill me, probably. It may. <laughs> Only one way to find out. Test back. those chemicals, man. Asbestos. Just breathe in. Yeah. Uh, uh, immediately have lung cancer. Well. All right. Those are those are some great fun facts about Mumson. I do find him a very interesting char- character. I uh the um I said, doesn't he have a name, uh, a boat named after him as well, or is it just? Yeah, there's a sub that was named after him, which I guess is the highest honor to to have a sub named after you or a a vessel named after you. The Mumpson class. They mentioned it at the end of the movie. Yeah, the Mumpson class. Yeah, have a class of subs named after you. That's got to be even higher honor. Pretty good. All right, Zach. What? I want a taste of those succulent Zach facts. Wait a minute. Did you say you want a taste of the what? The succulent Zach facts. Do, 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 Zach facts, it's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down. Drum roll. All right. Wow, great. <laughs> okay, for, ladies for and gentlemen. fans out there. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and germs, children of all ages. Zach Facts for Submerged, our favorite movie from 2001. 
So we've got four facts. Just kidding. Five. Oh. <laughs> fact, Great. Doesn't really fact number, apply. <laughs> fact number one. The original script for the film mysteriously vanished after three days of filming. Wow. <laughs> but oh, was, was found in the bathroom yeah. the next day. Oh. So they film they finished the film as it was intended. As it was intended. Oh. I thought they would like they finished it from memory until the and then they found it the day after and like, oh shit, here it was the whole time. No. Okay. Fact <laughs> number two. Submerged is based on true events following the story of the film Submerged. Oh. <laughs> so all right hold on <laughs> <laughs> trying to break this down Kyle. yeah yeah so the movie is based on the events that followed the movie that were based on the movie yeah wow interesting <laughs> that's, that's deep man i got it, it is it is so the movie was made right <laughs> Yeah, the events the events happened right, but then the movie was based on them making a movie right. and the events happening after the movie. You got it. Yeah, yeah. there's some stuff going on with the time space continuum. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. kind of throwing me here. This fact, this next fact, will help you out, Kyle. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Some fans think the movie came out before the book <laughs> I'd great piano I believe version mm -hmm. yeah how many versions of that you got <laughs> just wait <laughs> oh yeah ready for fact number four absolutely oh, I'm ready fact me here comes a very remixy fact the movie spawned a Sam Neill fan conspiracy that it's really a Jurassic Park prequel, but the dinosaurs were edited out in post-production. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I like there that one. That there one's it. good. There it is. <laughs> How much do we owe for that one? <laughs> hey, if it's under 20 seconds, we're good. That's true. All right. So that could make sense. I mean, right? If 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 they edit the yes. dinosaurs out in post-production, we'd never see the dinosaurs. Therefore, what did we watch? But wait, then it would be, you're saying it was a prequel though or a sequel? A prequel. But he didn't know, like, like in the sequel then, like in the sequel of Jurassic Park, he didn't really, I mean, he was an archaeologist, but he didn't know about like real dinosaurs. So are you suggesting? I'm just saying, like, it's like, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't match up the time frame. Cause like he wouldn't, he would have already the time frame about, doesn't have to match up. I don't know. But like, he doesn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, let's get through this last fact because everyone's. <laughs> I, I thought that was the last one. <laughs> nope. This week we had five, and this is it. Okay. Some say our podcast was named after this movie as a viral marketing ploy from the director 18 years later. It's not. <laughs> There it is. Alrighty. <laughs> it's not not true. That's true. The keech. You can't underestimate the power of the keech. Mm, all I'm saying is, is check check the uh, finance books, you know? See where their money's coming from. Yeah, follow the money. Yeah. Follow the cash. Follow the keech. Straight into our hands, hopefully. Ooh. 9-11 was an inside job. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.